Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I'm whispering a little bit right now because we are at our father-in-law's house right now. We are about to move into our new place and we are so excited, but the kids are just one room over from me. But I wanted to hop in real quick before this episode starts to remind you about all of the excitement we have going on. Not only are we moving, so make sure you're following us at Mompreneur Guide on Instagram so you can keep up with all the excitement, the renovations, oh, so much goodness is going to be going on. But on top of that, we have the Vision to Visible Accelerator officially up and running. If you are a mompreneur in year two plus of your business and you've just gotten out of the weeds of it, you know now what in the world you're doing and are ready to put kerosene on that fire, but you have no idea of how to get started getting visible, reaching more people so that you can make more sales, then girlfriend, I've got you. That's exactly what we are going to be doing in the accelerator. We're giving you accountability and guidance to get this visibility stuff done without fear, but actually excitement, joy, and energy around it. And we're also going to provide you with some community too, because there is so much strength in sisterhood. And I believe that when we all link our arms together, we can grow our businesses in such a fun and aligned way. And also, P.S., did I mention that our retreat in Florida in February, the Connect Retreat, you get a ticket and accommodations included when you join the Accelerator. This is an amazing hybrid of a one-on-one -on -one program with a mastermind group program. It's giving you the best of both worlds so that you have that personalized attention that you need, but also the strength in community. And we cannot wait to help you with it. You have never been closer to the next level of your business than you are right now. And the next six months in the accelerator will give you the rest of that momentum to kick it up into that next level. So if you are ready to join us, make sure you click the link below to grab one of our free vision to visible clarity calls. We'll go over where you are in your movement making process right now chat through a visibility strategy that'll work for you, and then see if you would be a good fit for the Accelerator or one of our other programs. We cannot wait to serve you. Empowering mompreneurs to be both present and productive is our number one goal in life. Mine is taking care of our kids. And that's also the basis of today's conversation. We can't wait to see you in the Accelerator, and we hope you enjoyed the rest of this episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, I am so excited and honored to be chatting with my new friend, Chelsea. And Chelsea Westman is a popcorn-loving wife and mom of three living next to the Utah mountains. And as a productivity coach and speaker, she works with female entrepreneurs to grow their businesses while still prioritizing what matters most through her signature coaching containers and small team workshops. Chelsea is passionate about empowering high achievers to take control of their time, make more money without putting in more hours, and create a life that aligns with their values. And I'm just so excited to have this conversation and really talk about mompreneur life 
and how we could be the best mompreneur we can be. How can we be present and productive? And how are we doing that between Chelsea and I right now? I, I think it's so amazing to be a fly on the wall and listen to where every mompreneur is at, because no matter the level, we can all learn from it and also find ourselves in it. So Chelsea, I'm so grateful to have you here. I cannot wait to have this conversation and give people insight on where you're at in your business and what you're up to and, and how you're juggling that with your three kids. And we've got a lot going on, right? So would you be able to start off by kind of telling us your story? Tell us a little bit about where you started, where you're at today, because I always find it so interesting to know that background information. Perfect. Thank you, Megan, for having me present and productive. That is the name of the game, right? That's what we're all reaching towards. And um, that was the biggest struggle for me when I started. You just keyed this story up perfectly. So <laughs> nice work on that. But um, I bootstrapped my entire business, right? Which many of us have. So that means I started with zero followers, zero marketing, zero marketing experience. I can't tell you how much that zero is. Um, zero marketing experience, zero dollars, and really just zero idea of how I was going to manage that working mom guilt or how I was going to manage working from home with little. I had two at the time I had two under the age of three, which, you know, is bananas in its own right. So my business origin story kind of started when I hit that rock bottom piece because I had had this call to start this business to do this thing. Um, but I had a mom who chose to stay at home. So it all kind of came to a head when I can remember very clearly, we were living in Minnesota at the time. I was sitting on my bed, sobbing to my mom on the phone, surrounded by like piles of unfolded laundry. Um, I'm not, I'm not a laundry putter away. So congratulations if you're listening and that's your forte because I need your help. But yeah, my laundry doesn't get put away. So um, I can remember just sobbing to her about the fear of, am I going to neglect my kids? Am I, you know, I, it was just, there's so much growing pains that come with, with entering into a new season of life. And that is regardless of whether you work or not. Um, and so, like I said, I had a great mom who chose to stay at home. So naive me, right? Young kids. I thought that's what a great mom does. And I thought that that's all she does. Uh, and looking back right now, my mom had hobbies. It's not like she just sat and stared at me all day, you know, but I, uh, I just felt so much cognitive dissonance because I was starting this business and I was working a lot and I was waking up at 5.30 a.m. and going to sleep at 11 o'clock and things like that, really bootstrapping and feeling like it was making me, I was, well, let's backtrack. It wasn't making me less of a mom. I was afraid it was going to make me less of a mom, which the fear from that is what causes the issue in the first place, right? So I felt like I was doing something wrong all of the time because I was going against some of my internal beliefs that I didn't realize I really needed to revisit and maybe reframe. So uh, I had this wonderful conversation with my mom and I'm crying and sobbing and, and basically just losing my dang mind. And my, my sweet mom, she goes, Chelsea, we did not raise you to be me. She said, we raised you to pursue what you love. We raised you to go after what's important to you and you can do both. I always get goosebumps every time I tell the story because it is so, it's just, it was such a gift. Um, and then she said, your children will be blessed for watching you do this. And that was the moment that it clicked for me. I almost needed permission from my own mom to do what needed to be done and feel like it was okay. So I'm obedient. So I listened to my mom. Um, and then I went to work and I did what I do best, which is to create systems that help me work faster and more efficiently 
um, so that I was finally able to financially contribute to my family on 25 hours a week. Uh, so I got to work and now I get to help other women do the same women that choose that they want to be there. They want to be present, but they're not sure what that juggle looked like or how to do it without, you know, feeling like they're hopping aboard the hot mess express. So I'm able to kind of help them come up with sustainable solutions to running their businesses or to working from home while still showing up as the present parents that they want for their kids. And it's the best gig in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's how we got started. That's how we got here. I mean, there's just so, so many golden nuggets in what you said. One thing that I want to start with is how you said you had no idea on the how. You're sitting in this pile of of clothes and you've got two under three, which, yes, is a feat in itself. (laughs) Just that. And then the, the thing that I thought was amazing that you said afterwards is you have no idea on the how, but you had a calling amidst all the other things and the conditioning and the narratives and the internal beliefs that you shared that were swirling through your mind and driving you crazy as it does for all of us, Mm -hmm. you had this pull to share a different purpose and to do your own thing. And I think this conversation of like the growing pains and the fear and the feelings causing issues with yourself, it's all mental. And these internal beliefs were holding you back. But then you got this permission, external permission from your mom, and it unlocked this this phrase of, we did not raise you to be me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's just a mic drop moment, A. And mm-hmm. B, I talk about so much of it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. And I know we both believe this so much, and and I want to talk about that, and it t- comes to your motherhood and and what you thought, but... I'd love to know that dynamic because I'm sure you want you wanted to be modeling for your kids or like mentally you would say, oh, I need to do certain things to show my kids what to do. But then subconsciously, these beliefs were holding you back from fully going into your calling. So I'd love to know from you like that dynamic or you said that that kind of that conversation just blew things up for you and unlocked it all for you. Talk us through like how that conversation in your head went and and how what happened after that? Like, was it action? Was it um, did it just feel like a weight was lifted off of you? Like, walk us through that process. Oh, the that was a thousand million ton pound weight, right? Lifted off of my shoulders at that time because all I needed was the person, the one person who I respect more than anything in the whole world who gave me this beautiful childhood and it's fine. I'm crying. It's cool. (laughs) But gave me this beautiful gift of what a wonderful, great mother looks like, but she chose to do it differently than I did. Mm -hmm. And that that was okay. And that she wanted that for me. And that really, at the end of the day, um, my mom is the ultimate um, support. She was my very first customer. She bought my very first little silly product. She um, she modeled what it means to um, be there for other moms, to be the support and to show what it looks like to show up for one another. And she gave me such a gift in that because um, I took that moment from her and it released the guilt. It, and it, let's, let's be honest, it's not like I never feel mom guilt now, <laughs> right. but um, it allowed me to see or to choose to have a different belief. Um, it was that piece where she said, your children will be blessed for watching you do it. And that at that point, that hadn't occurred to me, right? Um, 
But at the end of the day, what we want more than anything for our kids is for them to feel like they can do anything, especially our little girls, right? Our little girls that we're, that we're raising. And I didn't know if I would get one and I got one. That was our number three. And, um, but especially for our little girls to be able to grow up in a world where, you know, oftentimes their voices are a little bit more silent and it's, and it, thankfully the world is changing. It's changing and it's wonderful, but that gave me, that conversation gave me power to realize that your children, and if you're listening to this now, your children will benefit from watching you reach for your potential because it gives them the permission to do the same. And at the end of the day, as moms, that's what we want for kids. We want our kids to realize there's no ceiling, there's no limits, and that they can push through if they're willing to do the work, if they're willing to, you know, question their beliefs or their conditions, um, that they're capable of anything. And so for me, that gave me the permission to show up as who I am, the kind of mom that I am, and to own that mom, right? I am not the stay-at-home mom. I'm not the Pinterest mom. I'm not the craft mom. Um, I'm the work part-time mom. I'm the let's hop in and go find something to do mom because I can't stay in this house anymore type of mom. Um, And owning the type of mother that you are, I think, is the greatest gift that you can ever give to your kids and to your business because our businesses and our homes are so finely intertwined. And that's why moms have to do business a little bit different because Whatever happens in business does affect your home. And whatever is happening at home absolutely affects your ability to do business. Um, And that understanding took me a little bit too long to figure out. But now I get to teach it. And so um, I don't know. Hopefully that answers your question. But again, uh, it was a gift that she gave me to be able to realize that motherhood can look like how you want it to look like. Um, And there are tips and tricks and strategies for making sure that your kids are getting that time that they need with you. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just choosing to believe that this is what's best for your family. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's so powerful. I I love the word that you use release, like what that did for you. It was a release and knowing too. And I think we've both kind of been in the mindset space of like what that release also does for our kids, like you being able to release your internal beliefs and, and the things that were holding you back. Like you said, it unlocks for them all this other new world of possibility. And what I love what you said too is I feel like they feel like they can do anything and that's our ultimate goal. And it's interesting, I feel, and I I think we both agree with this, that our kids are here just as much to teach us lessons as we are to teach them, sometimes more, like sometimes more. And so isn't that a great reminder for us too? Like we want to make sure they feel like they can do anything. And gosh, how often do we need to flip that back on ourselves and and have that conversation, especially as women, like you said, because times are changing and we are here and and everybody in this community is here to change that conversation of we can be present and productive. We can have a purpose and still be around for all of the moments. And that's the kind of moms that we are. And so Mm -hmm. this concept of owning the kind of mom you are, owning the person that you are, I think is so, so powerful. And obviously the the root of everything that you do with your business, since you're helping women decide what mom they are and then go do something about it. And so I'm curious to know, how is this impacting how you're mothering? Like now that you have this awareness of, 
okay, I want them to feel like they can do anything. And and you learned that, ended up learning that from your mom that, okay, I can just be me. So how has it shifted that narrative when you had that aha of how you're supporting them or maybe the things that you're doing in your life to facilitate that and anything else that comes up to you? Any other messages that have since come through that you're like, I want to make sure they know this at the end of the day and that they can take mm-hmm. this piece and move it on to the next generation? Oh. I love this question. And this is, um, I run a program called Boss at Bootcamp. And this is probably half of, of what we talk about is, is what intentional parenting actually looks like, what present parenting actually looks like. Um, funny story, my dad, I don't know if you're familiar with the Love and Logic parenting method, um, but it was a very popular book, kind of came around in the 90s. My dad was actually a facilitator for Um, that framework. And when I was really little, I can remember us traveling around the Midwest, my dad doing parenting workshops at school districts. And um, so it was just, it's, it's so funny because as I grew into when I was, you know, working in corporate or anyways, I worked in nonprofit, um, I worked in child programming. So it was like, my dad handed me off all of his stuff. And then I began doing the same thing, teaching my staff and things like that. And so that was kind of my start. Often people think it's, you know, I don't know, maybe people sometimes we question like, how do they know so much about this? Um, but A, I was raised with it. And B, um, I trained with it for about five years and I implemented it. And so that's kind of where my expertise comes in when it comes to intentional parenting and behavior management and things like that. It's like a, a sneaky superpower, I guess, that I don't really talk about a whole lot. Um, but it's a it's a piece of our business that if we are not showing up as the kind of parents we want for our kids, every every other part of our business or our lives, because motherhood, and I'm I'm making I think safe assumptions here, but because motherhood is the most important role that we feel that we are filling, that role that we're filling, um, everything else kind of needs to center around that goal. Um, and so I guess with how that kind of changes with how I tend to show up. Um, my six-year-old, he's almost seven. He started, um, we put him in gymnastics because he has a blood disorder. So he can't do any like hardcore sports. So he can't do football. He can't do karate, even though he really wants to. That conversation keeps breaking my heart over and over again. Um, so we put him in gymnastics so that he could start to kind of you know, gain some strength and understand his coordination and things like that. And the first like six months was just brutal. It was just over and over again, like, mom, I don't want to do this. Mom, I don't want to do this. It's so hard. I get so sweaty. Like he's figuring out how to do hard things. And I just kept telling myself, right. Cause it's tempting to want to like protect your kids. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're having a hard time. Like, I want you to like this. Also, I'm paying $70 a month for this. So mm-hmm is this worth it? Mm-hmm. And uh, so kind of, we kind of waded through that really hard portion where he, you know, would whine about going, kind of dread going. And, um, but little by little, he would be learning things or I would notice things, you know, that like he's climbing everything. Like he has no fear in like his, his ability as far as like physically. So he like constantly climbing trees or jumping off of like patio things and it's like stop but (laughs) that is due to yeah that is because he went through the hard work of learning something hard and doing something hard and back to the intentional parenting thing I wanted to see how he was progressing um because I could see it at home and so I usually I don't stay for gymnastics because it's just right around the corner from my house I promise I have a point with the story um but I so I have been going and watching the last 15 minutes of his practice 
And two weeks ago, or maybe it was three weeks ago, I don't know, but I went in to watch just by myself. I left the kids with Trevor and I wanted to see. And I walked in to that kid doing spotted. So meaning someone has their hand on his back, spotted back handsprings. And he's six years old. And I took everything in me to not just like jump up and be like, that's my kid, you know, like. <laughs> You just, you know, you imagine that, but mm -hmm. he has just something clicked, something clicked for him and he has just taken off. And yesterday when I went in to go pick him up, the owner was there working with him one-to-one um, -one, and he doesn't really even need a spot. The spot there is just for his own mental piece now, mm -hmm. um, but he's not, if you're familiar, they start out with like an incline and he's doing it on the flat surface now. And it's like, the kid is so close and I cannot wait for the day that he just does it on his own and sees what hard work creates mm -hmm. and I I like to think that because we have talk, constantly talked about we do hard things we don't freak out we figure it out we have these core value statements that we consistently use with our kids because those are the things we want them to walk away with and I'm I, I like to think that some of that is paying off because I've seen him develop a work ethic that I just He's an opportunist. So it's like you give him that kid an inch, he'll take a mile, like doesn't want to do hard things. I'm seeing that shift. And that is such a gift as a mom to see like it's working. The things we've been saying, the intentional parenting we've been doing, the making him push through the hard. It's just as much a lesson for me and how I want to show up just in general of, you know, some things about parenting are really hard or some things about business are really hard. But one day it just shifts. Like one day the hard work that you put in with your kids or with your business, it shifts and you can start to see the fruits. Um, and that is such a, such a blessing to be able to watch that, you know, develop in my son, but also realize that I, I had a part to do with that. You know, I had a part to helping him, you know, get there. And that's such a gift. So kind of to, to tie that up is, is we can show up as the intentional parents we want to be right? I can organize my work schedule so that I can watch the last few minutes of his practice. That's the get, that's the part where I get to be present. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people don't have that opportunity. I have clients that, you know, have texted me and been like, I finally got to go to my daughter's recital. Like I would have missed it otherwise, or, you know, certain things like that. But it's like, that's what it's all about. It's about creating a business and doing work that revolves around your lifestyle so that we can help these adorable, crazy little humans that we love so much develop into the people that they need to be and and we get to we get to help them do that with our flexible schedules and and our systems and our things like that hopefully that answers your question but that oh my gosh my there's so many things so many things that I love and it it does it answers my question and more I want to start with how you said what your dad did and it only makes sense that you do workshops now like of course you do like that's your background and what you said though was that I was raised with this and it's almost like, so that's kind of the next, you took it from the generation above us and you're bringing it to the next generation. I think that's so interesting hearing your story of how that is. And I think this is good for everybody listening to think through too of maybe you realize it or maybe you don't. There have been women I've had conversations with on this podcast who haven't realized, oh, this is where that came from, which for me, my, I was raised with it was that I'm a third generation mompreneur. So when people ask like, uh, or even when I was a teen and I had my first business and people were asking business questions, it's like, this is what I was raised with. This is my life. And I just, I love 
the parallel that we can see or this interesting dynamic of it since I've been in our shoes, obviously as moms, but also I've been in our kids' shoes. And so I've, I know, and we all can attest to, to what we've been given and what we can continue with. And so what a gift it is that we can say that, that we can all say, I've been raised with this and this is how I'm in a positive way, bringing it to the next generation. And it's also good for us to remember too, I think, that point of what do we want our kids to say? And what I heard you say for your kids and what you're seeing like in real time is that you wanted to impress upon them that we can do hard things. Yeah. And then your son is like, a living, finally a living testament to that. I mean, we finally. see it. Yeah, but, we see, but like you're seeing it from kind of start to finish, really. And I think that's so powerful. I think the other thing that's really powerful that you mentioned, and it was just kind of quick and obviously very specific to, to your story, but I think it's a good reminder too. You said he has a spotter and it was the, the owner of the gym is there, but it was only for the mental piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, that just blows my mind of how often do we do things that are spotters and it's only just for us mentally. We could be doing the thing that we want to be doing, but like what a beautiful analogy that is to just happen to not happen. I don't believe in coincidences, but to have come through Mm -hmm. in what you're sharing there. And so a lot of this that we're talking about is, is mindset for sure. And then, and the action on the other side, I'd love to, to kind of go down that rabbit hole for you of as you've been going through business, we all hit these different obstacles and things that we have to work through to get to that next success level. And the first one that you mentioned was this internal belief of how can I take care of these kids? And then what do I do about this calling? And and you had this mental spotter until your mom lifted it and said, (laughs) go, you go, you be you. And so then you moved into this space of helping women realize that they can do the same thing that you did, that they can have both. And so I'm curious, like, what what came after that? After you worked through those mindset pieces, what was something else that was this mental spotter holding you back? And when you released it, you were able to to flip into the next level of success for yourself. Oh my goodness, the the one that comes to my mind most definitely um, is managing mom guilt and how to manage it and how to not let it run your life. So mom guilt is 100% considered that spotter analogy that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, because going back to Bennett's um, back handspring is that I fully believe that he is just totally capable of doing it on his own. Um, but do we we have a part, right? We have to give our kids training wheels or things like that, but we have a time in our lives where um, we just hold on to like a belief or something that's keeping us safe. And sometimes it is, sometimes that was a good thing because it helped us get to where we are now. But it's time to take those training wheels off. Or it's time to take that spot hand off, right? And 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 do it for ourselves. And I feel like mom guilt is this is your brain's way of right trying to keep you safe. But it uses your kids or your most important priority. It uses it as the most convincing tactic to keep you safe. Um, and it's disgusting how well it works. Uh, so that's been really the bigger part of what I the work that I do with. I do some mindset work. I'm transitioning more into consulting versus coaching. And so, but I will always, that will always be something that we come up on is, is the mom guilt and the reframe I love to take, right? How do you take this spotter hand off of you when you are trying to make progress and you feel like you can't because you've tried your bad mom 
Mm -hmm. um, is what if you just decided or what if you just decided one day that mom guilt didn't mean anything about your parenting? What if it meant that you are craving time with your kids? What if it just meant that you want to spend more time with your kids? What if we just treated mom guilt as a sign instead of a uh, a diagnosis of like whether or not you're a bad mom? What if you just decided one day that, you know what, I'm feeling like I'm not being a great mom or I'm feeling some mom guilt come on or I'm feeling bad for working when I feel like I should be with my kids. Great. That just means that I'm craving time with my kids. So let me open up my calendar, block out that time, what we're going to do and go on with my day. Because once you know that that time is there and once that you know that that's going to be intentional, screen-free, child-led time with your kids, um, doing something that you all love, right? You do not be the martyr and like sit down and play trucks with your kids if that's not what you want to do. Motherhood should also be fun for you as well. Um, but do something together that fills everyone's cup and you'll be absolutely amazed at one, how quickly that feeling goes away and two, how much more work you can get done when you're not feeling like you're a bad mom. It seriously works as an anchor. Um, and sometimes it really is just deciding, you know what, mom guilt is not going to be a diagnosis. It's not going to mean anything about me or my ability as a parent. It just means that I'm craving time with those kiddos. And so I just need to make that happen. Problem solved. And it really can be that simple. It's a practice. It's a skill, but it, it really is that simple. I mean, that's a mic drop moment right there. It's powerful. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, to hear you say, and again, it goes back to that releasing, release, release. What else can we release this weight off of us that I think we can all raise our hands and be like, there can be a lot. There can be a lot of mental load. Sometimes we don't even realize it, but having these kind of conversations and finding support and things like that. And in this case, it's almost like support in your schedule. This mm -hmm. concept of instead of swimming in the mom guilt, what if we said, what if we rewrote that definition and we realized mom guilt is just a sign that we want to spend more time with our kids. Cool. So the second you feel it, turn, grab your phone, because if you're like me, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist or doesn't it doesn't matter. happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You will forget about it. So grab that phone. Think about what would feel good or what are some options that might feel good. Put it on the calendar. And then that release will happen. I mean, you can feel it as you say it, Chelsea. It's just like, ah, oh, you could feel yourself breathe. Mm -hmm. And then you can go on to the next thing of your day. I think that's, that, that is a big one. That is a big one. I'd love to kind of pull our conversation all together with this concept of pivoting because you and I have had, had this concept before, uh, conversation before. And I know it's something that actually a lot of women in, my audience have been going through different pivots. Obviously, we pivot through mom life and we also pivot through business life. And I would just love your take on continuing this conversation on mindset, where you're at when it comes to pivots personally, and also how you talk about it with your clients and how you manage those things. Because being productive and being present also comes with growth and change. And so how do you navigate that? Because mm -hmm. it's a struggle. It can be a struggle. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the mindset piece and I'm gonna turn it into a tactical piece. Let's do it. Because oftentimes there's a mindset. <laughs> so I have this training that I give and it's essentially like how to get things done with kids at home. <laughs> and um I give inside this training, I give um so this is what I often do for um conferences, summits, as well as like team trainings when I come in and, and train teams. 
And they're the five, like, this is the reality. This is my reality, right? Because perception is reality. So this is my reality. But then I introduce, okay, well, here's the pivot. Um, and the first one that came to my mind that really, that you said really does reflect mindset is that feeling of like, oh, I just need like two of me. Or like, I, you know, I feel like I have to be this person, but I also have to be here and I have to do this and I have to be, you know, business and mom and, and they all have to be like compartmentalized. And that feels really overwhelming. Um, but the pivot there is what if we just aimed for boundaries instead of balance? What if we just implemented some boundaries in our life versus trying to have this even keeled balance of working, working and momming and, um, you know, wifing if you have a significant other and things like that is it is impossible. Balance is a myth. Like I hate the term work-life balance. I understand the intention behind it, but using that actual word tells our brain that something is possible that actually isn't. Um, and work-life balance is it's a lie. <laughs> and so uh, really quickly, how I define a boundary. Well, this is not me. The definition actually of a boundary <laughs> is to Im- indicate a fixed limit or extent. Um, and so what that is, is when we create boundaries for our life, it's a commitment to the extent we are willing to do something or the limit that we allow ourselves to go. It protects us. Um, just like we set up baby gates for our kids, right? I Thankfully, my daughter has navigated the stairs. But the last time we talked about this, she was aiming for the stairs and had no idea what the heck she was doing. And so that's why we use baby gates, right? To Until they're ready. And um, <clears throat> boundaries in our lives, they work the same way. And just kind of really quick one that is very tactical around that, a boundary that we can implement to keep us safe, to maintain structure. Boundaries allow us to live in alignment with what we value. Um, and one way that we do that at our house is called hard stops. These are essentially rules that Trevor and I create for ourselves, um, limits, extents, boundaries that we create for ourselves to show up as the parents that we want to be. And I have these inside my business as well. Um, but the one for parenting that we really love is, um, and we go back and forth on this. Sometimes we're really great about it and sometimes we're not, but it's a constant effort in our house is that 530 to 730 from when Trevor gets off work to when our kids go down, that is the only time during the day that we're all together as a family. So a hard stop that we have is we call it no phone zone, meaning there's no screens happening during that time. No TV, no phones, nothing. And it is so hard because Trevor and I both work on our phones. <laughs> and so oftentimes that really requires us to actually put phones out of reach. Um, and that's hard, right? Because we don't live in a perfect world bubble. And so it's like, I, my recipe's on my phone, but then I forget to put my phone away after I cook and then it becomes a distraction and it's a whole thing. But having that hard stop boundary there, Trevor and I can kind of like gently be like, Hey, it's five thirty, or, you know, like get off your phone. <laughs> not what we're doing right now. But, uh, it's, it's really hard with the world that we live in being so technologically connected. And so that's one thing that we have done to where we can ensure that we're showing up for our kids during that time. Um, and it's just a simple thing like that. Other example is giving yourself a darn bedtime. Um, you know, this is the shutdown time. I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at 930 that tells me it's start to start. It's time to start my evening routine um, and shut it down. <laughs> um, and, and just little things like that, that we can propose those little baby gates for ourselves because human nature is not always helpful. It's, it's mm. not helpful. Our brain is not always helpful. And so if we extend these limits and put these limits for ourselves, these hard stops or things like that, that will allow us to 
live closer to our values or show up as the kind of parents or business owners that we want to be. So that is just one small little like, here's the mindset, but also here's the pivot required and here's, you know, the tactical strategies. Hopefully you have something that you can go off there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so great. And I, I think it's interesting because you had said, you know, balance isn't an option, but I wonder if it's, again, what you were saying before with mom guilt, it's just really a rewriting of the definition. Yes. Because to me, it's when I hear you talk about boundaries, that to me is balance because that's in alignment with how mm -hmm. I live. It's like, these are the things that are a priority to me. And so these boundaries that I put in place are those like constant reminders of, remember you said that this was important to you? Let's not forget and don't mm -hmm. let other things, the shoulds and society and all the other things that can say, well, put on the TV or do this or do that or one more episode or, you know, stay mm -hmm. up later. Oh no, having sleep so that I can feel good to play with my kids the next day is important to me. And so I have mm -hmm. this boundary, like you work backwards. I have this boundary in place and that creates that life that I love. And that can be your form of balance. Yes. I think that's, yeah, a really powerful part. And having grace with that, right? Because <laughs> I am not up here for my high horse. If you're listening, I'm not up here for my high horse being like, yes, I follow my alarm clock every single night. And I, I never struggle with having my heart stops. That's, that's not the case, but it's giving yourself the self-compassion and the grace to just be like, yeah, but, you know, I at least had one hour or yeah, but I turned off Netflix after one hour instead of two. Yeah, but, you know, so counting those things as little wins, but having that self-compassion and not expecting us to do it perfectly, mm -hmm. um, but just the effort, just the effort will compound. Even a small 1% effort every single day Atomic Habits, super great book, um, is, will create a compound effect and, and your life, your business, your family will benefit by those small daily efforts. So no, if you can't always go 100% with your goals, that's understandable because you're a human, but having that effort there or that system in place or that routine that you're trying to slowly implement, even that small amount of progress will compound and everybody benefits. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful wrap-up point there of compound effect. I think that when we think about being intentional parents, mompreneurs, all the things, and we have, like you're saying here, these mindset shifts, these pivots that we can think of rewriting that narrative for ourselves, and we can also remember that here's my list of things that I want to do, be, have, etc., and here's how I'm helping to keep myself on that path, the the bumpers for that lane that sometimes yeah. I might hit them and, and that's okay. But having that grace, but remembering the compound effect of doing the things that you want to do will will get that get you and already give you that dream life that you know you're meant to have. So mm -hmm. this has been such an amazing conversation. Can you tell us for everybody listening, you you mentioned that there's a training, how to get things done with kids at home. And it talks through, this was one of five pivots I know that you mm -hmm. shared. Walk everybody through who's listening to this conversation and thinking, okay, Chelsea, help me, help me, help me work at home, help me be more productive, help me have this boundary balance, et cetera, in my mm -hmm. life. How can you support them? That training and more. What What are those next yeah. steps they could take? Um, I love this because um, there's really easy ways to kind of continue on this topic. One is just a blog post, ChelseaWestman.com. There is a really... Um, watered down version of this training as a blog post, because anything that I create, I want to make sure that there is also some type of free resource as well. Um, cause we're all at different, 
um, investing levels of our mm-hmm. businesses. But mm-hmm. so that's on there as well. Um, and I can send you that link. I also um, want to, so I have this mini course. It's called Win Your Week. It's a seven day mini course to kind of help you take back that time and really show up how you want to. Um, and it is, again, literally you can finish it in seven days. It's all the videos are like under 15 minutes. Um, but I actually stole a bonus training out of that and I'm just going to give it to your listeners because with anything that we do, right, we talked about compound effect, um, building new habits is one of the hardest part about personal or like personal development. It just is because again, you have your brain working against you. Um, and so I have just a really quick training, uh, and it's called seven sure practices for sustaining new habits. Um, and so that will kind of help help you implement whatever we talked about today. So I'm going to go ahead and I get it to you and I'm sure you can just put that in this, in the show, the show notes, but also, um, when this will be released, uh, when your week course will actually be on a brand new platform and it will be super nice. I'm not going to say fancy. I'm doing anything fancy, but it will be nice. Um, and that I can, I can give you the link to that as well. And they can go and grab that. I think that course is um, only going to be like $47, but it's, it's a steal compared to the compound effect it will create in your life. Um, and so that's, I think I gave like three. So one of, we'll have every two of them are free. One of them is only $47 so they can, you know, get their resources when they need them. I love it, Chelsea. Well, all of that will be linked in the show notes. I would love to hit on our rapid fire questions as we wrap things up. Are you ready? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Tell me, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides anything that you've shared with us today? Okay. So outside of having a weekly planning ritual, the number one game changer in my day in getting more done in less time is to identify your three movers. So that is literally just looking at your task list. It's building your task list the night before and identifying what are the three things tomorrow that if I accomplish will make me feel successful. Um, what can you like, what will make you lay in bed is tomorrow night and be like, dang, I did something today. Like I got things done. So what are those three things? And then you do them first. I love how you mentioned make me feel more successful. That's about that feeling for you internally. That's, that's gold right there. Talk to us about what the number one essential support you have that you can't live without is. (laughs) My, my initial response to this is my spouse. It is 100% Trevor. Um, there is, I know that not everyone is blessed enough to have a supportive spouse, um, but my business would not be where it would be if my spouse wasn't willing to take the kids to school on Thursday mornings, which is exactly what he's doing right now. And then rushing home and getting to work or um, making it possible, allowing us to use our family finances to you know kickstart my business. Like none of this would have been possible or at least would have been 10 times more difficult if my husband wasn't like such a saint. So super, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But then second is my task notebook. It's, it's a key to me in line. It's a thing that you just said, like if it's not written down, it doesn't happen or it doesn't exist. That is my task notebook. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love, I love that it starts with your husband and then lands with like, but also if I don't write these things down, we'll never remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's be real here. I love it. Well, tell us what is your go-to self-care activity when you have a little bit of me time? What do you do with it? I run, um, not distance. I've never been people whenever I say like, Oh, do you do like marathons? I'm like, heck no. Like you could not pay me to run that far. It is literally just like a two to three mile run with like a podcast that I get to listen to by myself. Um, I actually do that on Monday mornings. I go running by myself, listen to a podcast and it just fills my cup. 
um, actually broke one of my toes this summer. And so I spent most of the summer in a boot and it was very hard on my mental health. <laughs> so um, I'm running again. It's sore, but it's just, it just feels right. We are, we are good. So that is uh-huh. really self-care for me. Just getting a run in, sweating, breathing really hard. And I have my best business ideas when I'm, when I'm doing that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you're in that space and just connected and reconnected with you. Oh, and boot life is hard. I broke my ankle in 2018 and they messed up the cast. So long story short, I was in a boot the whole time for instead of a, instead of a cast. Whoo, man, those are not fun. No. And they're sweaty. It's really hot in Utah. So that was really fun. That was the worst. Yeah. Uh, Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is something that only us mompreneurs are like, oh, gosh, yep, I I understand that. (laughs) Oh, yes. So if you're familiar with anything, any type of online launching, it is a big event. There's a lot of emails. There's a lot of posting. There's a lot of showing up that's required. And we get home from vacation. And I'm getting ready to launch this program. And I realize we wake up one morning and my daughter has spots all over her hands and her feet and her little bum. And I realized my children have hand, foot and mouth, all three of them. We had fevers. We had, (laughs) luckily we didn't have mouth sores, but it was a whole thing. And it was literally the week that I was getting ready to launch. And I was like, why? Like, why is this happening? Um, I also, I mean, and you just, you just deal with it, right? You just, luckily my sitter, I mean, adults usually are pretty safe. So I still got to have childcare in, but I mean, my kids are second house. We're all second house. I was trying to launch a program. It was the opposite of super fun, um, <laughs> but we survived, but it just is so relatable. Your kids will always get sick when something important is happening. Like, it's just a thing. It's like a signal. They just know, like now's a good time. Right. It's just, yeah. Or you'll get it there or they'll pass it on to you. Like, I give it to you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you go to, to have a podcast interview or something. Me. Mm-hmm. So much lately. And then it's like, um, I can't speak or I'm going to cough <laughs> through this whole thing or I'm going to sound yeah. so stuffy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? Why this time right now? Yes. Yes. I also have plenty of experiences of having to like excuse myself from a client call to go wipe a bum. Like mm-hmm. that's that is normal a mom life. Very often occurrence. <laughs> Oh, Chelsea, you are amazing. I love getting to have this real conversation with you and just hear like from one mompreneur to another, how you're doing it, how you're doing it with three kids and how you're doing it so successfully. So thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge and just being vulnerable and sharing where you're at with it all. This was so fun. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe and review so you don't miss a thing. Listen, you have never been closer to that next level in your business than you are right now. So let's accelerate you there with our free vision to visible coaching call in 30 minutes or less. We'll audit where you're at in your movement making journey, what step to take to speed up your momentum, and we'll see if our mastermind and the work we do is a right fit to take you to that next level. Snag your time slot through the link below and we'll see you next time.